And now, Beards, Cats, and Indie Game Audio. There, we're in record. Oh, I thought I hit record. You did. Okay. We're recording. Oh, it's just in. Okay. Going for it. We'll just start. Okay, uh, I'm Matthew Martinson. I'm Gordon McGlattering. This is Beards, Cats, and Indie Game Audio. Welcome to it. Yay! Yeah. Um, January, 1st of 2018. First one of 2018. A whole new year. Yeah. The, uh, the thing? thing that we're on has spun again. <laughs> that that it has. The round dirt ball? The dirt ball? Sure. The dirt ball. Call the dirt ball. The grass sphere. Um, so, we're remembering this time. Announcements at the top. Right on. Right on. So what do you got? You got a big announcement. I've got a big announcement. Uh, we just released Full Metal Furies Woo! two weeks ago, I think. Congratulations. Um, so that's on Steam and on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack, which is my longest and densest to date, Yep. Um, is on Bandcamp. Sweet. Um, and uh, still, getting the, still getting the submission for iTunes and Spotify together. Yep. Because the uh, artist got real busy at the end of the mm-hmm. end of the game, end of the production, and I had forgotten to ask them in, in advance <laughs> for, some, I, for some album. Yeah, <laughs> and I had to really kind of crunch on my mastering because I left that to the last couple weeks as well. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's out. It's almost cool. almost two hours long. That's why the mastering took so long, is because I thought it was going to be Christ a little over an hour. Yeah, and I had never just taken stock of. Everything that was How in the much game. Was it there? And the tracks just, I was just like, oh, there's another one. <laughs> there's another one. There's another one. So my original prediction of like two days for mastering turned into like a week and a half. It was <laughs> a lot. It was a lot more work than I th- was thought it was going to be. So, wow. Feature creep, I guess. <laughs> feature creep on the soundtrack. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Especially con- when considering uh, when we started the production, started the game. I think I think they thought they were going to want about as much music as Rogue Legacy had. Yeah, I think Rogue Legacy had like twenty-seven mu- minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was a pretty short album. <laughs> uh, and then it was it, it was like, oh no, this game's going to be like twenty hours. Right, it's going to be a huge game, and uh, we're going to need a lot of music to cover that. So yeah, seems like they got enough. Cool. I was just telling Vince before that we started with this crazy dynamic system, the same uh, brawler music system I used for Viking Squad, mm-hmm. and then just pulled it out. <laughs> Halfway through, <laughs> after I'd done probably uh, five or six dynamic songs, yeah, th- they were like, eh, just the game, it, it changes intensities too fast, and we, just, make sense. we just want songs, so they're just loops. Uh, it's funny how that happens. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, with the stuff I'm doing, it's like getting more complex. You're just gonna, go. but then you're gonna be like a month from ship, and you're gonna be like, ah, you know what? Let's just do songs. <laughs> I think we'll stick with it. We found we got mm. a system that's doing cool stuff, and it's it's very adaptive to all the different ways that the game can kind of change and and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but it's been it's been an interesting road to get to that point, right? And think about that stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm part of that. Uh, Jamie Bell has created a whole lot of that, or created it. Right. Um, 
and I think Dan and Vince helped him out as well. But like a lot of that, I think, is coming from what he did on Oxygen Not Included. Okay, as well. So he devised a pretty. So is that deep, Jamie? Interesting... Is that is Jamie doing crazy stuff in F mod, or has he been yep. doing some scripting? Yeah, the, it's it's all in. It's all crazy stuff in F mod. Cool for that. Okay. Yeah, I want to take a cool. peek. Yeah, neat. Um, so I guess my announcement is I announced Carousel Con Two, mm-hmm. which is uh, if you don't know, which you very well might not, uh, Carousel Con is a free lunchtime talk series during GDC. Um, we did it last year. Not it? affiliated with GDC. Not affiliated anyway. <laughs> I am completely out on my own on this. <laughs> uh, and I make sure that we don't step on any GDC toes when we do it. It's during lunchtime. Um, the talks I pick do not overlap with anything that happens at GDC, so you're not getting anything for free that you could get from them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's its own little thing. It's just... Uh, all, all audio people, a lot of audio people hang out in this one spot by the carousel. Um, if you go to GDC, you'll, you'd know where that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I thought it would be cool to have some free talks while people are eating their lunch. Yeah. So I'm organizing that. Um, I'll leave a link in the show notes because I need people to talk at it. So please uh, get together a 10-minute talk that you can yell at people with no slides or any AV equipment mm-hmm. uh, and submit it to me. And I'll pick some people, and then we'll pick people who want to talk that day on the spot as well. I love I love crowdsourcing people to talk. Like, right now, what do you want to talk about? Get up here and talk about it. Um, so if you have a talk idea or you miss my submission date or I don't pick you, put it together and show up anyways. Yeah. Um, and then we'll talk as long as people want people to talk and eat our lunches. Yeah. And if you don't have a pass of any kind, show up anyways. Because it's place free. to get some free knowledge. Yep. Um, so, yeah, looking for submissions for Carousel Con. But I will Con judge too. you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't, I don't even have any fancy pass this year. I'm just mm. getting an IGS or IG, the little one, Expo, yep. expo Pass. Oh, you're just getting an Expo Pass. Yeah, got a, for, well, I'm going to help exhibit. So Cool. Um, I've got a like, full deal pass this time because I'm speaking. Oh, right. Yes. Me, I guess that's another announcement. Sure um, is. Me and Kevin Regami from Power Up Audio are doing a talk during the audio boot camp about reels. Awesome. Um, we did a really great talk at Game Sound Con about reels, all the stuff we learned from Real Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're bringing it to, to GDC. We're tightening it up. We're making it a half-hour talk. It's going to be during boot camp. It's going to be awesome. Come, if you've got an audio pass... Come and find yeah. out how to make your reel awesome. Super valuable for for new people. Or anybody that Even, just wants more work, really. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's so much. I've and, be, and I think it's important, like, we keep in mind it's not just Matt and Kevin. It's not just your opinions, too, because no. you have guests, guest judges or whatever. Not judges. We have, but <laughs> you have, we have had tons of guest hosts as well. So yeah. we've seen, which has been really great on, on the stream to get people from... Big AAA studios, exactly, and other places, and they totally have a different view of what they're looking for. Yeah, in a reel, so you know, super short tailoring your reel for where you want to it to go and what you want to get out of mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. super important. And I've seen tons of people, regardless of their experience level, who have reels that are showing aren't showing how good they actually are. Right, and that's a huge thing. Yeah, like I can't count how many times 
on Real Talk or when we were hire, looking to hire somebody for Clay and I was going through resumes and reels and websites, like how much stuff would be like, oh, this reel is, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the person's website and you're like, why isn't this in their reel? This is awesome. They did this other thing. What about this? Oh, these are way more interesting than right. what they first presented to me. So, yeah. So come, get more tips like that. Yeah. Any more announcements? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, we're announced out. I, yeah, I mean, I want to proudly announce yes. that uh, Night in the Woods got an honorable mention for the GDCAs for audio. Congratulations. So that's all. Congrats on, to Em and Joey on yeah. my team. I think they did a one of the best jobs in the sound design in indie. Yep. I think it's up there. Cool. Uh, so that, yeah, that, we're really proud of that. You should, as you should be. Splitter Critters got a Dice nomination? Yep. I didn't think Dice gave a shit about mobile, <laughs> but apparently they do. Yep. So that's cool. Cool. So those are announced, Those are braggy. Yeah. Braggy announcements, yeah. but... You, yeah. you should be able to brag here. It's yeah, your show. It's our show. Yeah. <laughs> cool, um, cool. Anyway, so we, I think we've already touched on two things that we can talk about yes. today. Uh, one is uh, crowdsourcing. Uh, yeah. Crowdsourcing talks. We just had the Bellingham Audio Bash... 2018.2, I think I'm starting to understand. No, no point, point one. Point one. Yeah. Yep. I thought I was starting to understand John well, Bash's right. name it's, system. It's the year and the month. It's No, it's the year and how many within the year. Oh. So I'm wrong think, so, there, so it only goes to point two okay. per year. Got it. So this is the first I never understood it to year. now, and I co-organize it. <laughs> Ubuntu. What? John, nobody uses Linux in audio. Oh, shots fired. In audio... Gab- I know one. Gabriel Koenig yeah. did. He doesn't anymore. Oh, he was he was the one I had. I don't think he uses it anymore. Um, he probably still likes Linux in certain ways. But, yep. But then he started actually developing games. <laughs> <laughs> Try doing that in Linux. <laughs> Not so fun, I'm yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, so we did, we did Audio Bash in January. Uh, and one of the, I feel, great things about Audio Bash is we, we crowdsource what we call microtalks. And every time we do it, we get everybody in the crowd to yell out ideas that they would like somebody to talk about for a minute. And we could write down a bunch of ideas on the chalkboard, and then we see who wants to actually talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool. This time, we didn't have to, we didn't have to volunteer everybody. Everybody volunteered and got up and was like, yeah, I'll talk about that, which is cool. Because sometimes we're just like, hey, you, you're, <laughs> you're looking at me, you're talking about this. High stakes. Um, and we make it, like, as as casual and inviting and, like, low pressure as we can so that it's if you get picked, it's still, like, it's not a big deal. Like, you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be, like, freaked out that you're going to talk in front of people all of a sudden at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And it's always, you know, a lot of them are simple ideas because it's, it's the minute. It's like, what can you— Yeah, exactly. So it's just, like, here's a topic. Talk about it for a minute. And then people get gonged off. Yeah, the micro panels are amazing. Uh, it's super fun. I was like, it's my favorite part of doing Audio Bash, for sure. I'd love to see more of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where there's other conferences that work that way too. And that's where I got the idea for doing this and for doing the like crowdsourcing people up for CarouselCon. I was just like, hey, not everybody's going to have heard of this or had the time to prep, but if you got an idea and talk, can want to talk right now. Yeah, everybody's got something on their mind. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah, and maybe you've been seeing these talks where whatever thing it is, if it's Audio Bash or it's a GDC, and something has jogged your mind and be like, oh, I would love to talk about X because I've been thinking about it because of another talk I saw yeah. or a conversation I had with somebody. And so, well, I never had a chance to put something together to, to submit for this conference, but I got an idea right now. So, so yeah, Audio Bash went, went really well for, I think we, we had a really good collection of micro panels. That was a blast. Yeah. We had a good collection of regular panels. Good diversity of speakers on the panels yep. as well, I think. Uh, not necessarily in the talks. I think it was still three guys, one girl for the talks yep. itself. But um, it, it felt like everyone was com- comfortable volunteering themselves mm-hmm. to be on the panels, which I think is a nice shift yep. uh, to see. Because, yeah, they're micro panels and you volunteer yourself. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. People weren't sh- people that I think would often shy away from being on a panel were not necessarily doing so. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I think we've been doing a good job of trying to make people comfortable. Mm-hmm. And people who've come before know that it's going to happen, know that what this is exactly. about. And I know, I know I've been, I talked to lots of people beforehand. And I, I think other people do of like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, yeah. This is the thing that's going to be happening. It's fun. You should do one. Exactly. Well, now it's rather than chasing speakers down for next time, we pretty much already have people more than more than we need yeah. for next time. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. It's been. I'm. I'm really proud of how successful Audio Bash has, yeah. has happened. Yeah. Um. So we will do another one in July. Hmm. Um. Mark it on your calendars. We don't have a date yet, but July, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, you should come to it. Maybe you should just come to it if you're not in the Pacific Northwest. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> it's a, one day. <laughs> if you're planning a vacation anyway. Yeah, it could be worth it. It'd be cool. It's, it's fun. Destination. Fun. There was pizza this time. There was pizza this time. At the after after party. Mm-hmm. Best after party we've had. Yeah. Although the park was kick-ass last summer as well. I think we're going to do tar- park again in yeah, park, July. Yeah, park in the summer, pizza in the winter. Yeah, be good. Can't get any better. Yep. Cool. The Vancouver Sound Designers Meetup will be having another one uh, in March, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's going to be with a big big Hollywood re-recording mixer, mm, so that's fancy. cool. Uh, but we don't have a specific date yet. Yep. That'll come. It'll come, yep. Um... Yeah, I don't think there's anything else to say about Audio Bash. There's gonna we're gonna put the talks up somewhere for people to see. Great, were they? They were filmed. They were filmed. Awesome. So they'll be able to check those out. Cool. Thank you to all our speakers and attendees. Once they're on YouTube, you'll get to see some sweet sound designer visual effects <laughs> on the YouTube video. <laughs> uh, titles, I think we had titles coming in from the side. <laughs> Quick and stop. <laughs> I think we had 50 people attend this time, which was pretty cool. That was yeah, our highest biggest, turnout. Highest turnout. 50 or 60. Might have even been 60. It was the high, really? highest Vancouver turnout yep. as well, because v- Vancouver has frequently been under 10. Yeah. We had more than a dozen this time, I think. Yeah. So that was great. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And some people from Bellingham. There's like an, an audio scene in Bellingham, which is cool. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Little Bellingham audio scene. Yeah. One of the, okay, let's just go over a couple of the cooler things that we learned. So this was not in the talks. Yep. Um, oh no! It was it was glanced on the, in the talks, mm-hmm. but then uh, I talked to Eric. I don't know Eric's last name, but I talked to him a bunch after mm-hmm. a, at the party, and he's working on this cool thing. He's working at a startup called uh, what was it called? Novel Effects. Yep. And I thought this was really great and inspiring because it's kind of he's he's actually working in a potential new 
sound design and music industry that didn't hmm. exist before. And I think that's really exciting. That's rare. Yeah, so he, <laughs> he's working for a startup in Seattle, or, or uh, Redmond, that is, they're making software that parents read a book and their iPhone or their Echo or whatever listens to them reading the book. And so they're, they're building this library of books, as many as they can, basically. So now they're, right now they're just hiring composers and, and maybe some sound designers. And parents read this kid's book. Yeah. And the voice rec- recognition recognizes their words, knows where they are in the book, mm-hmm. and then cues a soundtrack oh, cool. to make the story cooler. That's awesome. And that's awesome. I, I like. I really hope it takes off. It sounds like they're probably going to get some funding. Yeah. Some b- funding from real big things. Yeah, yeah. To huh. start building this library. And that's I mean, cool. Like, how how cool is that to become the another source of income for our field, basically? Yeah. That's which, really which neat. Which uses it's not a game, but it uses yeah. all the same game audio um, technology, technology, and, and, yeah. and techniques and stuff. Cool. Super cool. Super yeah. cool. That's so really interesting. That I give that a plug. Yeah. Totally. Because it was one of the more inspiring things I think I, I heard yeah. at Audio Bash. So, another reason to go to Audio Bash. You'll always find cool stuff that other cool people are working on. Yeah, there's a lot of people doing really cool stuff in the Pacific Northwest. So, mm-hmm. we're really lucky to have the scene we do here. Yeah. I'm l- very much looking forward to getting healthy enough that I can be going and doing my madman trips down to the Seattle meetups again. Yeah, right. Yeah, geez. Oh, man. I want to get a nice car so I can drive to Seattle. But you're not. You're going to buy a Pulsar from the 80s. Getting a 1988 Pulsar. Jesus Christ. Probably not on Thursday, but as soon as possible. <laughs> as soon as possible. Uh, I've always wanted a weird car. That's that's a weird car. You that, got that nailed. <laughs> that like was so cheap that if it burst into flames, I'd be like, eh. <laughs> go get another weird car. <laughs> yeah, I get to go shopping again. It's kind of like when you break your phone, but it's kind of uh, old, and you're like, ah. Yeah. I needed that, but I also hated it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's gray silver. Yeah. It's got a T-top. Oh, God. The headlights still flip up. Oh, nice. Uh, it has no—it's in great shape. Okay, yeah. it's in great shape. Yeah, yeah. But the problem— is that it was never a good car to begin with. <laughs> but it looks awesome. It's like a shitty DeLorean. Yeah. And uh, it's 70 horsepower compared to what What does your car have? 250. Okay, so yours has a little bit more. Yeah, what was it? What did you say? What was the 0 to 60? The 0 to 60 is 13.6 seconds. Yeah, I'm 5.4. I got optimistic for a bit and thought it was 13.5, and then I looked oh. it back up again, and it's 13.6. I'm 5.4. Yeah, so yours is a little faster. <laughs> A little faster. little. But uh, mine looks cooler at the beach. Sure. With a neon hat. <laughs> <laughs> do you always have to wear era-appropriate clothing when you're driving I the Pulsar? I feel like I might do a little bit. Yeah. I'm so pumped. You have like a, like a, a neon sun ice jacket that you just leave yeah. in the car that you put on every time you go to drive? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've never, like, I've never had the a car that I, you know, really picked out and wanted. Yeah. You know, my first car was hand me down from my dad. Yep, 1989 Volkswagen Fox. We're way off topic here, but whatever. Uh, I'm I'm suddenly into cars, not, and Matt's always been into cars, so I'm I'm just giving him this. It's not your podcast; it's yeah. our podcast. So. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the car episode. I'm giving Matt my newfound joy for vehicles, <laughs> but I like stupid vehicles, and he likes good ones. 
Then I had an accent, which I could afford. You know what the stupid story about my first my car was? Yeah. I bought a I bought a, a pretty souped up Hyundai accent, which is uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did that person do that? Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, it had tinted windows. Um and I paid ten grand for it mm-hmm. in two thousand seven. Yep. Market crashed in two thousand eight. M- months after I bought it, yeah, and that same car was worth like six thousand bucks. Like six months after I bought it, Ugh. I got a deal on it, yeah, and then at the just, like the whole economy collapsed, yeah, so. and you could get new ones for eight thousand. Jesus, I was so choked. Yeah. Anyway, Pulsar is twenty six hundred bucks hey, Canadian. There you go. So, yeah, all the all the weird cars that I want, like I still want a Corrado again. Like I had one. They don't exist. I've never seen one for sale. I see them because I look for them. But I they're like, like they're just money pits. Oh yeah. Like everything about them is like like the one I had. A, I had a ninety ninety Corrado, and Volkswagen. It was their two door sports car. It had a moving spoiler. Fucking dope. Uh, the speedo cable broke on it, so I couldn't tell how fast I was going. <laughs> they don't make those anymore. There is no spare parts left. Like that part is gone. Like that's. That car is getting to that point where shit's just like, nah, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You're like, uh, okay. So I had to like get one pulled out of a wrecker. So I used one. I'm like, well. Oh, I thought that's kind of how it often went. But this was a kind of part that like, you're like, I don't know how much longer that one's going to last. Right. You know, it's <laughs> it's a, like, it's been moving every time the car is. It drives the speedometer. Yeah. It's not a like little used thing. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I don't know if that one's any better than the one that just busted, but that's it. I had to get it from Hope. Too like right. there wasn't even one in Vancouver anywhere. Crazy, yeah. Apparently, my pulsar. I already told you this, and I already told Twitter. I just yeah. think it's so funny. I talked to the guy on the phone, and he's obviously the same. Has the same weird tastes as me. Yeah, and and uh, and I was like, so is it hard to get parts for this? And he's like, ah, the mechanic I took to wasn't. He didn't seem like it was hard to get parts. He was more just surprised that. Anyone was driving this. <laughs> just why? Yeah, just yeah. why though? <laughs> <laughs> why would you want parts why? for this? <laughs> yeah, but are you sure you want to fix it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I, I, that's I was what wa- I want. I want to be the fat yeah. guy that can do a backflip. That's cool. Um, it was like I was, I was watching your whole Twitter thread. and you, yeah. you and Jay Fernandez were talking. He was finding other cars for you to be interested in. And he found this dope old little Civic yeah. And in the ad was, you can't find parts for this. You cannot find parts for this car. <laughs> I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> it's like, buy two. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best, too. When you look up and you find that, like, cool, kind of esoteric, interesting car, and you're like, here's the car, and here's the, like, basically second car worth of parts that I'm going to give you with exactly. it because that's what you need to keep it running. Like, yeah, yeah. Here, here's a whole, you know, another engine and transmission and some body parts. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> I need a house. <laughs> yeah. Must have garage, Must to, have buy garage this. to buy this car. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, okay, good segue. Jay Fernand, J.M. Fernandez. Yeah. Um, had a good Twitter rant. And he I think, did. think we're going to... Uh, we're going to dive a bit into that. Yeah. Didn't think this was going to happen, did you, Jay? Yeah, Jay. <laughs> when you listen to this eight months from now. <laughs> so, basically, Jay's, uh, what, surmising, saying that... We all need to take a step back and ask us, ask ourselves how. So, okay, so GDC is coming up. We've yep. brought it up several times this episode. Yeah. How valuable is a conference? Mm-hmm. 
and they're very expensive. Yeah, potentially any any conference you have to travel to, mm-hmm. like that's that's a lot of money. Yep, like especially a city like San Francisco, and it's it's even more money when you think of coming from like you're going to a North American conference in San Francisco or Seattle or you know wherever Austin, and you've got to come from Europe. Yeah, or Australia. Yeah, yeah, like somewhere where like you have to devote a serious amount of travel time and cost. And 10 times the flight cost than it would be for you or I, Yeah, I think. And potentially visa issues, like, you know, mm-hmm. lots of countries, you can't just, you know, we're lucky in Canada, we can, yeah, we can just we're privileged enough to just go down and we don't have to do anything. But if you're from from somewhere else in, in Europe or Africa or where Asia, wherever, you can, like, you got to have to deal with getting visas and stuff. Yeah. And, like, you got to plunk down all this money even before you know if you can go because you don't know if you're going to get a visa. And so there's a lot of, like, financial implications of these yeah, absolutely. Sorts of things. and Which is why we can't give a black and white answer. And I think it would be, we would, would apo- retroactively apologize if we ever felt like we did. Yes. We might have said, you, sh- you should definitely go to GDC. And I think that is c- completely depends on someone's situation. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I know I've said to tons of people, you should go to CGC. Like, GDC is where you get considered to be serious about it and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I have also tried and i'm sure i have not done this every time but i have tried to be like what do you want out of this yeah like i think i think what you want out of a conference is incredibly important and dramatically changes whether or not any conference is worth it yeah to you and that when you go to a conference just cuz hey everybody said to you know go to the austin game conference or montreal game summit or gdc so i, I went or game sound con or, ta- or whatever you know yeah. and then you just go and if you don't have a plan, mm-hmm. you're probably going to walk away disappointed and go, "Man, I like I just spent like three thousand dollars and and like I met a couple people, but they were kind of random." And yeah, I hung out and had drinks, but I don't know if I got anything out, out of, of it. it. Yeah, you know. So I think, I think the first step in figuring out if a conference is going to be worth it for you is mm-hmm. figuring out what you want out of that conference. Right. Um. The first year I sent myself to GDC when I was a freelancer, I, for better or worse, consciously went, I'm not coming here to search for work. Right. As a freelancer, that was probably a stupid idea and <laughs> why I'm no longer a freelancer. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to search for work. I want to learn stuff. I yeah. want to learn and be inspired. So my goal is to go to as many talks as I can and get inspired about stuff and, and meet people. But I'm not looking for work. Mm-hmm. So I didn't find any work. Yeah, as planned. As planned. <laughs> um, and I, I, I went to a whole lot of talks, and I, I gained a lot of knowledge because mm-hmm. I'd been I'd been freelancing for a couple of years. I'd been away from being in the AAA scene where I started in, where I felt I had, like, more community within the company and learned stuff. And right. So that was like, right, I want to make sure I pick my skills back up because mm-hmm. I've just been on my own. So th- it was good. I'd spent a lot of money, but, like, I had a, a kind of a plan going in. Maybe it wasn't the right plan. Right. Maybe I should have gone like, I'm going to hustle for work. Yeah. And make contacts for work. But I didn't know. I was a horrible freelancer when it came to finding work. And hustling's hard and I don't know how to do it. And Yeah. I I know I've done it, but I don't remember how I did it necessarily. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm in a weird, a different position now. So yeah, yeah, personally, I know I've had GDCs where I planned and ones where I didn't. Mm -hmm. Because I think what this must this will be my fifth coming yep. up probably. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, fifth or sixth, yeah, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah. And uh, the last one or two, I didn't plan anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nothing happened. But I also didn't need anything. Yeah. You know, we, we had enough work and I was, and I was, you know, doing exhibiting and mm-hmm. I had, a, I had the right people to hang around. But yeah, yeah, if I was back in new freelancer shoes, I would, if I had done the last GDC I did last year. Yeah. As a new freelancer, I would be very disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what, and with what I came away with mm-hmm. because I planned nothing. I didn't have any meetings. Yeah. Just hanging out. I didn't there's, even go to any talks, really. There's a, something that's come up around this that I've been talking with people, too, mm-hmm. um, is, like, lots of people will talk about, like, oh, you can go to GDC and you can line up enough work to, like, pay for the trip. Right? That, that's definitely some people's goals. And that's I've, I've said that on the podcast before. Yeah. And is that if that one good gig can pay for your GDC. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but the further you're coming from... The better a gig that <laughs> yeah. it better it has to be. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing you might not necessarily have control over. Yeah. But there is also something to say for, you know, throwing yourself just you gotta throwing yourself in there and seeing what fate provides. Because mm-hmm. that's the risk. That's one of the risks that we have to take. Yeah. For sure. Um so what I was gonna say is that while while we've said that, um, I think, and I'm coming to this realization from talking to people lately, is that GDC isn't necessarily the best place to meet people to start meetings to get that job. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the better place to meet face-to-face the people you've already been in contact with. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, hey, I've been, you know, we've been exchanging emails. You're thinking of using me as your, your sound designer or composer. We're both going to be at GDC. Let's sit down and meet face-to-face. Can I buy you a cheese sandwich? Yes. Yeah. Let me take you for lunch, and let's talk about stuff. Yeah. So it's it's a great place to cement those meetings, but might not be the— the contacts you make when you at GDC are probably not going to pay off till, like— Months later. Or next GDC, yeah. when you're like, right, we met, we talked a bunch over the year, mm-hmm. now your game's on the go, let's meet again and talk business this time. Yeah, it's a pretty long game. It can be a long yeah. game. I think I've only had one that, like, really just... Boom. Boom, and that was Duelist, and that was because they were already working with someone I knew, so yeah. they 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 were they just kind of trusted the games I'd worked on before, and were like, we need a sound person. Right. Uh, come to have dinner, and you're hired. Awesome. So that's only happened once, though. Yeah. Out of five... G- of, out of meeting hundreds of people. Yeah. Probably, so... Yeah, out of five GDCs of how many people you mm-hmm. met at each one of those GDCs. But, but it is... Conferences are good for maintaining relationships, yeah. Because it is kind of, especially when I guess when you're older, you go, you go to a conference once a year and it, you're, you feel like you just saw the person, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey, yeah, it hasn't been that long. We can pick up pick up where we left off, mm-hmm. almost even though it's been one horrible year. <laughs> and and these days, there's lots of like other options, mm-hmm. you know. So we've got the full indie summit. Here in Vancouver, yeah, which is an amazing conference. It's sure one is. day, the talks are so kick-ass. Yeah. I've been so lucky to speak at it twice now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so so awesome, and that's like cheap and in town. And if you're in Vancouver or Seattle, Seattle totally worth coming up from Seattle you know, or or like Portland or whatever. Like all like oh my god, this is so worth coming up here for. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the Austin one. 
which is bigger. That's Fantastic Arcade. There's Fantastic Arcade as yep. well. Um, there's the Montreal Game Summit. Um, I'm forgetting, not knowing about a million other ones. Yeah. Um, and then there's sort of like... There's going to be one in your nearest metropolis. Yeah. Look, ch- check out what's close by. And it may yeah. you know, it's, it's not going to be as big as GDC, but because, it's going to well, be like, it, there, bet you there's something. And you're going to want to start local anyways. I started local. You started yeah. local. Yeah. I think it's good to, that's a good place to put your training wheels on and, mm-hmm. um, and get to, and working with people that are semi-local is often better anyway. Yeah. It's nice to be able to have face-to-face meetings. Yeah. I mean, I even know, like, I don't even know all the ones that are in Europe, but I know that there's, well, I talked at um, in development mm-hmm. in the Netherlands one time. Like, there's that one. There's uh, Jeff from Power Up and the Red Hook guys were. They're just in Utrecht. Yeah, that's where, that's, I talked in Utrecht. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe they, they were, were somewhere in, else? They were in uh, Switzerland. Yeah. Just, and then they were somewhere else in Germany or something. Poland, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a Poland one I heard about that's apparently really good. Yeah. So yeah, so there is a lot of smaller, cool conferences out there that maybe are closer to you, and that drives down your cost, which then is this worth it? Becomes like eh, maybe that swings I mean, it. Maybe don't care. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't. Yeah, you don't need to go to GDC. Probably yeah. it's there are so many conferences that you probably don't need to go. Yeah. I still think you should go to conferences. Because mm-hmm. people like to hire people they've met face-to-face yep. most of the time. You can still get jobs online. And if yep. you keep plugging away, then maybe you'd never need to leave your house. <laughs> and people have made a living that way for sure. Yep. Um, but it's not how I did it, so I can't give specific advice on how to yeah. do it. And, and speaking of all of that, mm-hmm. I am sure we have said some things that are wrong or not quite right. Let us know. What do you think about conferences and the costs. The cost and value. And yeah. the cost and value of that. The like, let ROI. us know. Because this is something I think that can have a lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. And there is no black and white, r- right and wrong yeah. in this. So let us know. Get back to us. Please. Um, cool. That was a good rant from Jay. Good rant from Jay. Good, it's a good, thing. good rant, Jay. Of the many Jay rants. <laughs> it's notable enough to um, talk more about. So something that had come up at uh, Audio Bash yeah. was failure. Yeah. So I was on a panel for failure, yeah. which is a topic I proposed um, because, you know how we were saying earlier, you've got something on your mind you want to talk about. Yeah. That's what's been on my mind lately. We had to step off a major project, which I guess I won't mention right now just because I don't know what the... I want to talk to the devs. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important we elucidate on it. And I don't think the mm-hmm. particulars really matter um, because I think I'm able to encapsulate the importance of it. And, and what we I wanted to cover, so we've covered failure before, but we've covered yes. small failures. Yeah. Where it's, you know, you do an asset and it sucks. And so you you yeah. learn and you try again. And maybe sometimes you got to throw everything away and start over. Yeah. But we had we had what was a, a large failure, mm-hmm. for sure. What I considered the biggest failure of our company so far. Yeah. And that is that we worked on a game for a year and a half mm-hmm. and just had to, had to pull the plug. Yeah. Because we were getting nowhere, and it was kind of nobody's fault. Mm-hmm. Really, it wasn't the developer's fault. They weren't doing anything mean to us. Yeah. It's, it's a, it was a very specific game. It was a very difficult game. And 
we were having trouble doing any making them happy mm-hmm. and i was ha- and it, at the end it was kind of my fault as a manager where i was the only one that still wanted to work on this project yeah but at the same time i didn't want to do uh, the technical stuff and there was just no one left like chris was completely burnt out joey was burnt out mm-hmm. um so it was we so we had to step off and like all failures you want to you have to learn from them yeah and what i learned from this one is that we should have done that a long time ago and it's it was but it, it was it's really hard to decide where that yeah. was, was where that is was there a like straw that broke the camel's back moment no well we like we had talked multiple times about they're just we're having trouble making progress yeah um and at one point i i was like okay i'm going to give us I'm going to give this relationship like a 30-day probation. Mm-hmm. We're going to set a couple of milestones. And if we can't hit them, then we're, we're going to try to help you find someone else. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we couldn't hit them. Yeah. And, it was, and it was kind of because a couple wrenches got thrown in the works. Mm-hmm. And the people that I was hoping would be able to assist us weren't able to devote the hours that they uh, could, you know, for life reasons. Yeah. Uh, so, like, nothing blameworthy. Yeah. It's a very blameless failure, mm-hmm. which I think is nice. Yeah. But it also, quitting really felt good, which is not what I expected at all. And yeah. I think that's the other thing is that we don't expect that from failure mm-hmm. a lot of the time. That failure and accepting it can be this huge relief um, because probably for eight months I was in a state of perpetual just stubbornness. Right. I'm not going to give up I'm on not, this. I'm not going to give up on work. this. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a state of free fall, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas, which is you know just kind of like this anxiety, which is what I've I've heard anxiety referred to as just like <laughs> the feeling of falling all the time. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you can kind of la- like land and get it over with. Yeah. And then that that is that anxiety anxiety was gone, and suddenly I was able to focus much more on our existing projects that were going okay already and now they could go better mm-hmm. and uh and they'll probably hopefully i hope they find somebody they, ju- they just need somebody they need someone very special yeah yeah they need a they need a very very specific talent. was was it like the technical stuff that you guys were like butting heads on like, um, not, not, not butting not heads butting just heads. like yeah no, they, no, that's they a bad need, i don't they want needed to be... a, they need full-time technical help they need a full-time yeah. audio programmer in my opinion yeah um, and I couldn't find that for them. We couldn't couldn't yeah. get that lined up because audio programmers are rare as hen's teeth, and most of them are snapped up yeah. in AAA. And I've I've told them I I don't know if the programmer you need is uh, around and available. I mm-hmm. think you need to poach someone from AAA. Your your dream person is probably in AAA somewhere, hopefully looking for <laughs> a new position. Yeah, some kind of a change. Yeah, yeah. So. So it wasn't like necessarily the creative, like the creative was no- difficult too. Yeah, yeah. But we were so making, but we were making good progress there. Yeah, we were making pretty good progress on the creative, but the two were so closely intertwined mm-hmm. um, that it was yeah. the way the systems have to work. The that- systems needed to be working before the creative could even really yeah. be decided on, and the systems we just never got them working quite yeah. because we're working on too many projects mm-hmm. that all need uh, Chris's attention, and this one needed full time. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's another take on failure. There's so many takes on mm-hmm. failure to be we, had. I kind of, I don't think it was as severe as yours because you 
guys left the project. Yeah. Um, but my my time on Hot Lava has been through a bunch of that kind of stuff. Of mm-hmm. Just not like the game sounding horrible, sounding like crap. And, you know, I've got these ideas for, for systems and stuff and getting them sort of in or half in or, you know, in, but like there's a better way to make that and just banging my head against a wall for a really long time of like, why can't I make this sound good? Why yeah. can't I make this sound good? I like, I theoretically feel I understand how this should be sound good, but nothing I do sounds good. And like coming really close to that brink of, I got to walk away from this. Right. It was like, there was talks with, with, you know, people of like, can you, can you do this? Right. You know, do you want to do this? <laughs> and it took, took some like kind of like doubling down and getting all the audio guys at clay to work on the project at once mm-hmm. and getting these fresh ears to come in and start ripping stuff apart and going well what if we did this and what if we did that and what what well what are you doing with this I'm like well that system is doing that well what if we tweak that system and also do this I'm like ah oh, yeah that'll make that actually work mm-hmm. that's what that needed I didn't I just didn't have to have the idea to take it that next step i was close but i couldn't see it yeah you know and that's now the game's selling a way better good um and there's a bunch more systems that are way more fleshed out now and that was a resource thing like mm-hmm. like you're saying i'm kind of hearing there's there just wasn't the resources needed yeah and i i think we didn't seek help early enough yeah so that's what the what turned your situation around is that you went and asked for help and I think a people problem is that we don't like asking for help. Um, not not everyone, but I think I've, a lot of I'm a lot of us don't like asking for help. If I'm completely honest, I wasn't really the one going. I need help. Oh yeah, I was. They were like, there was. You know, this is not sounding good. Do you need help? Right. I'm going. Yeah, I probably do. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so so I was admitting that I needed help. Yeah. But I wasn't. I was. I also should have spoke up sooner of going, wait, wait a minute, this game is way bigger workload than than right. I can do on my own. Right. We're going to need to rejig the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, and now, now we've got all these systems and now it's way easier to be like, right, this stuff is like way easier to add content and flesh stuff out now mm-hmm. and we've got a whole bunch more stuff in from, from the help of everybody and now it's easier even for me when they're like, oh, you got to peel off and, and do some of your other project stuff. Yeah. I've now got all these systems implemented to like, right, I can just like build out more of this. I can, there's enough content that I can start remaking stuff and making new content. And, you know, half the stuff I'm like, oh, this needs a new thing. I'll make that. And then the other time I'm like, oh no, I can just take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. That's already there. Boom. I got what we need and like flesh stuff out. So, yeah. So it's, it was, I would say it was, it was close for me. Yeah. Really close for me to being a like, I need to walk away from this project. Yeah. And that's a scary, scary thing. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I feel like we needed our first yeah. full-on failure like yeah. that. Um, it was going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. So it's a learning, a learning experience. Yeah. Now I know what it's like. Now I can hopefully look for the flags yeah. on projects where I can be like, uh, yeah, this is, we're not the team for this, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I hope you can kind of like. And it's really hard. It's really hard in an industry that is this competitive. Yeah. To do that because yeah. you want to work on everything. You want to be able to say that you can do everything, mm-hmm. but you can't. 
Yeah. You're human. Um, I was going to say, I think, I think there's a probably a very large fear of like being viewed from your last thing. And if your last thing is a failure, exactly. Right. Like, Oh, why should I hire you? You know, you, you have bailed on that project. But I think if you kind of turn it around a bit, and this is hard, I'm not saying this is easy to do, but if you turn it around and be like, right, the biggest thing is we need to serve the project. Mm-hmm. We need to serve the game. You know, put our egos aside. And that was for me, part of me was putting my ego aside of like, yeah, I need help. I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And going, right, the best thing for this game is not me. Yeah. So let me help find, as you were trying to do, Yeah. find who is going to be the best person for the game. Yeah. So it's it's less of like, oh, you, you know, you quit and bailed on this project. And like, oh, you actually stepped aside to let the right person in. That can be viewed as a very positive thing and be like, oh, we'll come back and work with this person again. Yeah, I think, and I think that is something that we did elegantly is accepting. Yeah. Accepting it rather than fighting it mm-hmm. tooth and nail to the end or um, like I'm, help, I'm trying to help them find somebody. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's very hard. And the fact that it's very hard to find someone, I think, softens the blow too. Yeah. Uh, because it is, it is such a specific thing. I think it's really great. One of the other things that you said was you gave it a, a, a period. There, you're like, right? I'm feeling like this isn't working right. Yeah, it's better to fire but, yourself than to be but fired. Let's let's give it this window of time where you know we're going to have like milestones and like we're this is, we're going to have a proper list of like what mm. we're trying to get done and really go for it. And if we don't make it. That was it. That's it. That's the the trial period. Yeah. Uh, if we don't make this, there's we're never going to make another one. So I think that's yeah. That's that's a concept that I've never even heard referred to in freelancing. That I am going to ruminate a lot more on, and is the concept of firing oneself. Yeah. Uh, because I've never heard of anyone. I've heard of people firing their clients. Yeah. Bl- blaming their clients for all the issues. Yeah. But very rarely do you hear someone say, actually, we're, we're not right we for a bit this. off more than we can chew here. We're yeah. not the right ones for the job. Yeah. So I do think having a level of humility um, saved us in the end. And mm-hmm. we're, still in, we're still in good terms with the devs. I still plan to like have beers with them at GDC and stuff. Yep. So I think they're great people. Uh, but yeah, think about, think about it. You might have to fire yourself <laughs> someday. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, uh, that's a weird one. I do remember, I think one of the first things you ever told me at Full Indie, and I don't think this advice holds up, (laughs) is uh, you will be judged on your last project. Yeah, I used to say that. (laughs) Yeah. There there are certain segments of the industry that I do think that holds true to, Mm -hmm. and that might be more of a commercial thing, that like as a game studio, like what was the last game you shipped? Right. A lot of the time, it's been two years on one project, too, right? So, Um, But, yeah, I think maybe you're right. Not so true for being a sound person or whatever. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'll I'll take that. (laughs) I'll take that. That that advice is no longer good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It definitely was one of my fears that the devs would just go around bad-mouthing us. Yeah. You know? And yeah. they're probably not speaking super kindly of us because we did fail. Mm-hmm. But um, but I do think it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. You know, we're, we're doing well enough on enough other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're winning awards and nominated for nominated for nominated awards. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So sweet. No, no, no. Honorable mention. Yeah, whatever. Which I, I kind of enjoy. Yeah. It's like all the honor of uh, <laughs> none of the work. It's all the all the honor of a nomination with none of the stress of losing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I can't lose. I'm not nominated, <laughs> but I have been. It has been said that we're about as good as we're pretty the, good. The yeah. nominees. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Probably as good as all the nominees that don't win, which is going to be most of them. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we get to some questions. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's get anything else to. Nothing off the top of my head. No. Cool. Cool. All right. We have a few questions. Um, let's start with Alex. Alex Barnhart said, "If you were to upgrade your field recording rig, would you prioritize?" Adding new techniques versus enhancing your current setup, i.e. adding an ORTF or Omni setup if you don't have one versus adding a figure eight mic for MS if you already have a shotgun. Sounds like... I don't... Where's the technique part? Setups that it, that give you whole new techniques. Oh, okay, sorry. So like an Omni setup I was going to say, like, like, learning stuff is always better than yeah, buying stuff. I was also had to think about that yeah. for a second. Um, I said, also, definitely depends on what you're looking to record, so there's obviously not one answer. Yeah. I would say, like, personally for me, uh, my recording rig is so bunk that, like, there's all kinds of levels of step up if I had the money that I could be doing that are just, like, fundamentally, I could have a better recorder, a better shotgun, an MS rig. Mm Mm-hmm. A, an omni rig like i'm just i have so like everything i've got fits into this little like six by six inch pouch yeah and that's like a whole lot of stuff in there that i'm like i'm the most just like bare bones ghetto right you know just cobbled together cheap stuff yeah and i'm okay with that i like i really like exploring what i can get out of what i got yeah um so i'm still i still don't think i've maxed out what I've got and I can get really great results for what I need. I don't I would love to be like, hey, I've I've got six thousand dollars to drop on a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I never I don't. That's fine. Yeah, I would say okay, so for, I think I actually have an easy answer for this. Yeah. Um I'm going back to my don't spend money you don't need to spend. Uh yeah. Like call. Like if what you got is working for what you need then you don't need to buy anything. Yeah. If there's a hole that needs to be filled, mm-hmm. then yes, you'll be buying stuff. So it's not about A or B. Yeah. It's it's about what do I need right now? So does the project I am working on right now, is it going to benefit from an MS rig? Yeah. Um, do you need stereo recordings? Yeah. Am, am I going on a trip where I want to do really discreet uh, recordings of sound effects? Because I'm going to be in this other country, and I'm only going to be there once in my life, maybe. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you want to get, uh, you know, a hypercardioid uh, shotgun. Yeah. That so you can get those specific things. Yeah. So it's all about yeah. It's fill. It's it's more about filling your needs than picking one or the other, mm-hmm. for sure. So as yeah, as Alex is saying, there's no one right answer for this. Yeah. And I think that's the that's more important than the question itself. Yeah. Is that the right answer is completely personal to any given person's situation. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Josh Adam Bell. I actually think this is not just for me, but he says, okay. 
maybe mainly for Matt, I guess, maybe. <laughs> Tips for working well with other departments. How do you make sure you're a good representative for the rest of the audio team and help other departments see the value in working closely with you and the value of good audio in general? I think that's very relevant to you as a, like a freelancer yeah, sure. coming into yep. to projects. The whole team is like those other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just going to throw this right off the top because uh, Lee Benyard responded on Twitter to the oh, question, okay. um, and he knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Uh, he said, talk with them. Take an interest in what they do. Show them what you do. See what you have in common and how you can improve on each other's lives. Yep. I used to be, like, hot-headed. I got audio. You're not treating audio right. You got to treat me right or I'm going to uh, take my name off the game. Literally had a conversation that was about taking my name off the game. <laughs> <laughs> that was not really the best way to deal with anyone ever. Right. Uh, so just, like... Off the bat, don't be confrontational about it. Like, yeah. you know, uh, I have found I used to, you know, make the jokes about like, oh, everybody forgets about audio and then get mad about it and be like, don't forget about audio. Mm-hmm. And then this is still not the best technique, but I kind of switched to being, it's sad that you keep forgetting about audio. Yeah. <laughs> and so it wasn't like butting heads and being angry with other people. They were like, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to make you feel bad that we're forgetting about you. <laughs> this that, might only work in Canada. <laughs> that only that, that worked a, a little better, but it was also like I, I don't really want to guilt trip my other team parts yeah. of the teams all the time. Yeah. So that's that's not great either. That's better than angry. Yeah. But because then they, you know, would make jokes, and I'm like, I'm just sad that we're still making this joke. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but as Lee said, like showing an interest. This goes beyond even just this. This is like everything. When you show interest in what the other people are doing, like it's a great way to network and for work and within your teams and everything, just be like, what are you doing? Yeah. How does that work? How's it going? What's what's going on? What's coming up? Showing interest in what you're doing and then being like, oh, by the way, I could totally do some cool audio stuff for that. You know, we can make that even better. Yeah. You're making a cool thing. I know how I can make audio can tie into that cool thing you're doing. And then we got a really awesome thing. Yeah. Um, so I think just like talking and communicating and, sh- and showing how the whole game is going to win from like just a little bit of support. You know, um, I've got, I worked, with, always worked with some great artists here at Clay who are always open to being like, I'm like, hey, can we just change this little bit, this little animation, or can we add this? And they're always like, oh, cool. Yeah. We can do like, I need the, the dog to pant more. Oh, yeah. okay, I'll just change the animation. Or like, we've got this outdoor section in Hot Lava. I'm like, can we put flags on the top of the stuff? Because then I can make them flap and it'll be another thing that'll make sound in the game. And, oh, yeah, totally. We can put flags on top of that. I was actually thinking about doing that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. You know? No, I think Lee hit it. Hit the nail on the head. Um, caring is sharing, man. <laughs> Uh, you have to care about the game. So it's not necessarily caring about what specific departments are doing. It's being like, we all care about this project. Yeah. Um, so I want to know about what you do, and I, I want to see it. So I like I like being on art channels and Slack. Yeah. You know, I love being on the art channels because that's the, an easy way for me to get a quick overview of sort of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to comment on it because art is related to design, so... And very in a quick visual, it's a quick visual system of being able to keep up what's happening in the development. Yeah. Uh, 
And so, yeah, you, like care about the game and try not to work on games you don't care about. Yeah. And if you find yourself working on a game you don't care about, then hopefully you can team up with somebody else that that does. Mm-hmm. You know, so like there are games that, that we work on that I wouldn't play, but then there, but we're working on them because someone on my team is obsessed with that. For yeah. instance, you know, so I always may I always want to make sure that the people on my team are working on games they love mm-hmm. and that they they care about. So. When you care, people start caring about what you're doing. It's yeah. like this warm and fuzzy humanity thing. And I think if you if you un- unfortunately find yourself in a circumstance where you are on a gig that you don't care about the game yeah. per se, it's, it's not your thing or whatever, mm-hmm. I think the secret is to to find something about it that you do care about. Yeah. So that you can inject some passion. You're like, right, this is... Whatever this is like, I'm not a real time strategy person, and I'm like that. I don't really care about that game, but oh, a lot of the time it could just be the I'm, aesthetic. I'm gonna make most of the time this cool, you know, dynamic music system. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna become obsessed with making this cool dynamic music system for that. And that's where my passion is gonna be lying. Yeah. People, people are like, hey, what are you doing? I'm doing this awesome music system. Check it out. Yeah, like people will be like, oh, cool. He's he's really into that music system he's making. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and. Like, like the sad thing is, is that there are devs out there that just like kind of don't care. Yeah, and you can't make them care. No, and so that you just, that's just a battle you're not going to win, and there's no point fighting it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Just do the. Sometimes it, it does come down to doing the job, getting paid, and moving on. Yep, and uh, and those are the ones you make sure you get paid for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if 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 you're if you're working with a dev that doesn't care about sound. That's when you want a very tight contract. Yeah, because if they don't care about sound, then they're not, they're not going to want to pay for sound either. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be the ones that will not value your work. That was it for questions. Two questions. All right. So that's it. Might be a bit of a short one today, but I'm cool with that. You get what you get. Given you get what you. It's free. <laughs> it is free. <laughs> I've listened to shorter podcasts in the past. Yeah. Got to got to keep it short. Keep one more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just going to pad this out with 10 minutes of silence now. <laughs> just make the file big. With, but with room tone, so yeah. it's just you think it's a murmuring. All the yeah. stuff I cut out, all the mouth noises, I'm just going to put all at the end. I've done that before. <laughs> I've done a I've done a D-click pass. Yeah. On a on an entire podcast. Yeah. Leaving only the clicks, and then put that into Pro Tools or Reaper, and then just stripped all the silence out and just stacked them all next to each other. It's just this <laughs> disgusting three minutes oh, of mouth sounds. Oh, gross! Drive me nuts. Yeah, it's horrendous. All right, we're gonna leave everybody uh, with that novel idea in your ear holes. Go try it out. It'll be really useful for everyone. And we are gonna go to silence. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>